Nation. Providing you with the practical tools and expert knowledge to optimize your strength, health and mindset, inside and out. With your hosts, Steve Katarzy and Bryn Jenkins. This is not a CrossFit podcast. You know that, we know that, we don't claim it to be. However, Bryn does go to CrossFit and whilst we have a bias towards strength-based training, I think it's important that we have a balanced and real perspective on all the benefits of different training protocols and regimes. So with Bryn going to CrossFit and doing so for the last few months, we thought it'd be a really good chat to see how he's getting on. Not as a CrossFit nut, but someone who's been exploring it, enjoying it, getting some benefit, and also talking about some of the downsides. So this is exactly what we're going to be talking about for the next hour. We're going to be talking through what a typical CrossFit session looks like, um, why Bryn started going to CrossFit, and is he still interested in continuing his subscription? Is it in support of his physique and strength goals, as well as, you know, are there benefits that carry over to the rest of his training life. We also talk through the risk of injury. We talk about the age demographic you would typically see in a box, um, as well as the differences and the benefits that Lisa, who's Bryn's wife, is seeing in comparison to Bryn in terms of fulfilling her goals. That takes us down a path of just acknowledging the differences between men and women in terms of their general need when it comes to training. And then we wrap it up with some pros, cons, and the what I feel is the barrier to entry for people to have a multidisciplined approach of using CrossFit and other tools and exercises. This is an informative and constructive discussion. I hope you enjoy it, guys. And if there's any comments at all, feel free to get in touch with us via our Facebook community. So a few months ago, we announced to the listeners that for the first time you got yourself into CrossFit. Yeah. Um, you know, you've been a, a gym go for most of your life from, you know, your teens onwards. And obviously you're a personal trainer, but you'd never experienced CrossFit. And yeah. obviously it's become this huge global you know viral culture type of culture yeah. uh, around the world and for a number of good reasons so you decided to try it thinking mm. you might like it yeah and i remember speaking to you like subsequently and on the podcast you saying you're enjoying it yeah yeah i thought maybe we should kind of revisit a few yeah. months afterwards one you know are you doing it are you enjoying it we get out of it that kind of thing you up yeah for that? yeah yeah sounds great so then maybe the first place to start is um it's almost teaching people how to suck eggs because I assume everyone knows what CrossFit is. Yeah. But for the there's, odd, there's odd still... listener that still hasn't worked out what it is, what at the highest level, what is CrossFit? CrossFit is a combination or the way I see it personally, because there's a lot of people think of it in different ways, but I see it as a mix between gymnastics, almost athletics and weightlifting. Um, so you, a typical session would look like you'd go in, you'd warm up, you'd do your mobility drills, movement drills, and then you'd go into a strength based exercise, usually a compound lift, which would be a squat or a deadlift, um, maybe an Olympic lift. So snatch or clean and jerk. 
once you've done that lift, then you'd move on to the Metcon, which is metabolic conditioning. Um, and it's basically a fancy way of, of doing circuit training, but the circuit training isn't your typical circuit training. It might involve, uh, again, Olympic lift, um, running, or it might handstand push-ups. It might be muscle ups. It could be pull ups. Could be whatever. And you would obviously have a a combination of movement and exercises that you've got to complete, either for as many rounds as you can, or as many um, uh, reps as you can, or for or, time. Or for time. There's different ways of doing it, um, and that would usually be the structure of a of a CrossFit session, or at least the the crossfit box that i go to that's how we do it there anyway okay um, so it's a group based thing it yeah. almost inevitably involves a barbell every session yeah pretty much i don't think i've done a session without touching a barbell okay so it is quite so it's got some kind of weightlifting component yeah some body weight component yeah and some aerobic component exactly that's, yeah? yes yeah and it's got a good balance between all three of those so okay and what what does it what does it feel like it's it's a group based thing so yeah. is it is it is the air charged with enthusiasm is it is it a oh. is it like a an electrifying kind of group based activity what's the kind of vibe yeah i i think the crossfit does a good job i know we were talking about this earlier like that crossfit before the, we came on air but we we're talking about how crossfit do a good job of creating this uh this team environment and i think that 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 is what I pick up from it because when we're doing, let's say, a um, a wad, a workout of the day, like the Metcon at the end of the session, it's usually pretty hard and people are usually egging each other on because some people might finish before others finish. When If you finish before others, then you usually tend to go over and encourage them to keep going until they finish. Okay. Uh, go and give them a hand. You don't just do more work. So, you end yeah, up stopping once your work is done. It depends what it is sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it depends if it's a time-capped one. Right, okay. Then you'll finish at the same time. But if not, then, yeah, you tend to get this this team uh, team sort of community where we're all helping each other, cheering each other Does on. Does that feel natural? Um, yeah, like, and I don't, like it doesn't feel you, forced because it's coming from us as individuals. We yeah. tend to just, there's just this culture there that you do that. And then after every session, you're like, great, good work. And you might give someone a fist pump or, or a high five or you know, shake their hand or whatever and just say like, well done. But it doesn't, feel, just, doesn't feel kooky. It doesn't no, feel no, no, weird. No. You feel it, like, I, I like this person. Yeah, we, you we just go over together. and go, well done. And you just, you know, um, make contact. And, Have you made any friends as a result of this? I know that the gym, is, the, the box isn't massive. And I guess you go at fairly regular times. Yeah. But have you established a few what you would regard as friends or get into the point of being friends you do you do yeah you do build a relationship um inevitably by going at the same time um every week and there's some people that go literally every day uh for me i'm only going twice a week on average um but i tend to go on a wednesday morning 6 30 um and usually more or less the same people tend to go to these classes okay. um, and there's a couple of guys in there that i've i've i really like and i get on with so it, that's the good thing about things like crossfit because it's group based you you end up meeting people and build you a relationship you normally go to the gym you don't talk yeah. to anyone no well, exactly you usually yeah. go put your headphones on ignore yeah. everyone they ignore you and, and then off you go so um have you exchanged any numbers have you you know bumped no. into anyone after the session yet no, do you think but that could happen? It could happen potentially, yeah. but I don't think that I go enough to really build that a strong enough relationship. Get in with the kind of would, click. Yeah, because yeah. I think that some a lot of them go, you know, they get some of them, like I said, go every day and they 
get to know each other very well mm. because they're seeing each other every day, almost like as if you're working with them. Of course. Yeah. Um, and it gets inevitably to the point again where they would want to exchange numbers and do something outside of the gym. Um, and I know actually on a Saturday morning, which I don't go to, they do a, a team workout. So they might split it into boys v girls or they might just split the class down down the middle 50 oh, okay. 50 that's kind of cool and they'll do things like that or you'll do partner partner teams so you me and you would partner up and then everyone else would partner up as well yeah you'd run through a workout um and that's a big team environment it's very busy because it's one of the busiest sessions they they have because people really enjoy it and then afterwards they all go to in the local cafe or they do something have breakfast oh, nice. afterwards okay i'm usually working or doing something on on that day so but i go. have been um and I do think there's a it's a quite a nice nice environment, I think. Um talk to me about um why why you got started with CrossFit. Um was it purely curiosity? Was it you know a dissatisfaction with what you're currently doing? Do you think you were just going with the flow? Did you want to be in with the cool kids? Like what was driving your decision to start? I think like to begin with, I was curious about CrossFit because I'd heard about CrossFit. I've watched CrossFit on, on YouTube and there's a lot of controversial conversation around CrossFit. Mm. Um, so I wanted to go and, and I and I used to talk about CrossFit, but I'd never done CrossFit. So yeah. then really, I didn't really have a right to have a strong have an opinion. opinion. Yeah. yeah so true. I was like, if I go and do it, then at least I know. I might hate it. I might love it. I might think, yeah, it's okay. So but did you assume you would like it? I assumed I'd like it because okay. I knew it was my kind of thing because I like performance-based training, yeah. but with the aesthetic side of things also. So I'm not going to lie, when you watch these guys like Rich Froning, um, Dan Bailey, and the guys that are at the top of their game that are obviously winning the CrossFit uh, games, um, they they look great. And I've seen that on 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 obviously YouTube and things like this. And I, it just makes me go CrossFit is look damn good. Or to me, they do anyway. Um, but they can also do cool shit like walk on their hands and Olympic lift and they're bloody strong. Yeah. So that, that was quite appealing to me personally. Um, but then also I, I felt I needed that, uh, that change in environment and that team and other people to sort of, bounce ideas off and, and and watch as well because when you train on your own a lot as you know you can get stuck in a rut and you can get stuck in your own ways yeah um, and i think just once or twice a week for me is a nice way of getting out of myself and and meeting others and, yeah and doing that so that for me is kind of what was appealing so that was what you, you were hoping it would bring yeah and you're about three or four months in they're about, yeah, uh, they're about time frame and you haven't quit your subscription yet no you're still going still going and um is the energy you know as much as the anticipation up front have you have you grown to enjoy it more than you expected or is it waning like are you are you in it for quite unquote the long term as a result of the time you've done mm -hmm. or are you starting to lose interest uh no i absolutely love it Okay. But I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily sold to the point where I would do it forever. Like I'd quite happily change if if I wanted to change my program. Like I'm not like 100% into CrossFit. That's the only thing I do. You don't identify and as a CrossFitter. No, not necessarily. And that's not because I don't want to. Like yeah. I just don't do it enough. 
and and the reason for that is because i like doing my own training as well yeah um and i like to move my training slightly leaning towards the powerlifting side of of things so i love doing strength-based lifts that are like bench press deadlift squat now i know they do these lifts in crossfit but you don't have a say as to when you're going to do those lifts you're not um, in control of your programming not are con- you i'm not in control of the no. programming and as a yeah. as as someone that is a personal trainer that knows how to program and balance things out, I want to make my program individualized to me and yeah. my needs. So that's what I do. Um, so I do CrossFit, like I said, once, twice a week at the moment. Um, and that works for me and it works in and around my program that I'm currently doing. So I wouldn't necessarily say I am a CrossFitter, quote unquote, because I just don't think that I do it enough. Um, and if, if I wanted to do more strength based stuff, I would stop doing CrossFit and do more strength based stuff. And if I feel I need to do a little bit more on the CrossFit side of things to get more aerobically fit and, and I want to do more of the, uh, if I get into more of the Olympic lifting, same again, I will just lean and my training will be more biased towards CrossFit, but I'm not, I've ne- I'm very, uh, aware, very good at not being black and white. So I've kind of merged the two together and sometimes I might do more, might sometimes be the best I might of both do less. Worlds, right? Best of both worlds, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think a lot of people take a black and white approach to CrossFit and they either do all CrossFit or no CrossFit at all. Um, people that do CrossFit love CrossFit. People that yeah. don't do CrossFit hate CrossFit. And I'm very much in the middle and going, well, actually, there's good things to CrossFit and bad things to CrossFit. There's good things and bad things to powerlifting, bodybuilding, everything's got a good and bad to it just weigh it up and how can you use that to your training to benefit you by and your goals so 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 here's here's a question around goals specifically then. yeah and again this is coming from a place of curiosity versus judgment yeah um but if if your goal is as a guy mm-hmm. to develop lean mass right yeah. so you know i'm i've got a bunch of people in our community right now that are you know, they've, they've walked through a path of weight loss mm-hmm. to the point that, you know, they've got into the groove of losing weight and they've done it whilst weight training. Yeah. Um, but I've, you know, slowly encouraged them or pointed out some of the less optimal parts of their training mm-hmm. and or diet that are going to render less and less results yeah. because, you know, they've got stuck in, a, in, in this kind of groove, which is going to have diminishing returns and or in a calorie deficit and they're doing mm-hmm. too high reps and you look at both of those things and you yeah, think, yeah actually you could if if your goal now is to look quote unquote shredded you're going to need some muscle as mm-hmm. well as losing all the weight you've lost yeah because you've lost both um so how about we start thinking about encouraging some lean mass growth you'll get stru- yeah. structurally strong you'll start to shape out in ways that you want yeah and you might really enjoy that part of training so i've, I've been encouraging a few people and, and it's been good to see that back and forth from people yeah. starting to shift towards a more kind of strength oriented rep range and style of working and i think it would benefit them we'll see yeah um but you know i'm, I'm a strong believer that your your workout should closely and intelligently map towards your goals mm. And working out for the sake of working out is is okay if if what you're getting from the what you what you value like number one is the experience. Yeah. Like if you if you value the experience because the experience motivates you to go again. Yeah. Then 
then keep going and doing whatever you do to give you the encouragement to keep staying active. Yeah, I'm in support of that. But when someone can get quite detailed around what they want, like what needs to go, what needs to be added, what shape they want, where they want to get to, and you look at where they're currently at, mm-hmm. and you know instinctively what they need to get there. Like, yeah. you know, okay, you're going to need to start putting some yeah. muscle on. Yeah. And in order to do so, we're going to have to focus your attention, double down in certain ways of training. And there's some things that you do in your current training that's probably at worst taking results from you at best yeah. is just wasting your time. Yeah. So long, long way of a long way around this question. But when you look at CrossFit for your goals mm-hmm. or, or say anyone's goals who generally wants to get more lean mass. Yeah. Is it productive or is it, is it as productive less or more in comparison to just going all in on a, well-programmed yeah. strength training program. I'm just trying to understand: is it additive, detractive, I, or is it is it no, ju- is would, it net I, neutral? Yeah, I think I'll, I'll admit that I know that CrossFit is probably not serving my goal or making my program optimal towards your my goal. Aesthetic-based goal. Uh, it's not serving your aesthetic-based goal as much as you want. Is yeah, that what you're I'm kind of I'm edging more towards strength-based at the moment um, because I'm doing so at the moment the training I'm doing on my own um, is mostly strength-based with some accessory work, which is going to help my uh, increase my lifts, but also then there's going to be a little bit of aesthetic work there because it's higher rep range. Um, but the focus is kind of shifted a little bit from aesthetic to strength-based. Um, now, I don't think CrossFit is necessarily serving that goal. It's helping, but it's not maximal optimization towards that goal. But I know that, and that's the thing, right? Okay. Do you know that? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Are you happy with that? Yes. Why? Because it's filling um, my psyche bucket in other ways. So it's giving me, like I said, that sense of uh, of team culture. Um, it's just it keeps me interested in training in and another way. These these are big. These are big reasons yeah. why you should do what exactly. you do, right? If, yeah. If you get so much enjoyment out of doing an, a form of mm. exercise you can't discount that and yeah. say but it's not optimal or not as effective if if you were doing something else and you hated it you mm. probably wouldn't do it very long so the fact you've you've got the crossfit bug and you're going five times yeah. a week and you're in a calorie deficit and you're eating paleo or you're a, you're, you're now a keto head yeah, yeah. but you're loving life and you're loving what it stands for and you believe you're adding lots of value yeah. to to yourself then go for it yeah but i guess there's there's a point during what i've just said where there's perhaps a little bit of naivety yeah or, or maybe a little bit of ignorance even like i know that this probably either i know this probably isn't going to serve my ultimate goal but i love it yeah. or which is i think more common I think it's going to serve my goal. Surely it is. Yeah. When in actual fact, if you really knew enough about training, the rep ranges, the the Metcom-based style of workout, some of it is actually going to be catabolic. Yeah. Degrading muscle for the benefit of muscle endurance and muscle yeah, yeah. efficiency. Muscle efficiency and hypertrophy are kind of opposing goals. What do you want? You want to be you want to be more efficient and go mm. for longer and have greater endurance. Or do you want to have bigger muscles? Yeah. Because they don't really go together. You don't see a jacked marathon runner. No. 
Do you know what I mean? So you kind of have to pick your battles. And, that, and, and I don't think thing. people necessarily see that. And CrossFit has this beautiful way of kind of like getting in the middle of that and saying, yeah. but we are strength training. Yeah. Kind of. But also these but, guys but, are, are, are and, 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 and women are looking pretty jacked at the same time. And then you think, well, then I can get like that. Yeah. And you go, oh, but then what else are they doing? Yeah. But that's the thing, right? So, but for me, like the way I see it is I know that for me to hit my strength-based goals, it's just going to take me that much longer, but I know why. And that's the thing. I go, okay, because I'm doing CrossFit, it's going to take me a little bit longer to get where I want to go. But I'm okay with that. The because you get, is, you get the you get the psychic value from going, yeah, and, and exactly. you, you want to retain that. So you enjoy I'm it. like, I'm going to sacrifice that goal because that's helping with this part, um, and for me that works. But the problem will be if I'm going, why am I not? Why am I not hitting these numbers? And why am I not getting results in this? specific um part of my you know i don't know whether it's whether is it's it supporting your calorie surplus needs yeah. when you're burning yeah and that's calories thing, right? on, a, on a session when you can't eat enough yeah. as it is i could it make probably it easier. isn't helping is it yeah in that it's regard not exactly yeah. i could make it easy for myself and go actually if i drop crossfit i don't have to eat quite so much food yeah. in order to get stronger um and bigger as well so therefore i'm probably going to achieve my goals quicker but I recognize that and I accept it and I enjoy it. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people, I think they don't, they expect some results and they might complain about not getting the results. When a matter of fact, it's like, well, You're using a hammer to screw, to, you know, to yeah. hammer in a screw. Exactly. And it's not, it's not, it's not the tool for yeah. the job, but you think any tool is good enough. Yeah. And at some point that's true. You get some benefits with any tool you use from a, from an exercise standpoint. Totally. But if you want a specific goal, you need to use a specific tool. Yeah. And I don't think CrossFit necessarily is the specific tool to muscle growth. No. It's the, I think it's a very great help, tool for aerobic capacity, metabolic conditioning, um, general structural strength, um, functional strength. Yeah. But if you want raw strength or raw size growth, you have to get a little my, bit more specialised. My mind says, if you look at the average CrossFitter, the average CrossFitter, they have yeah. a very average physique. The yeah. average CrossFitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even if they're keno. Yeah. That kind of tells me that it it probably, and I'm, I'm going to be speaking out of turn here, and I might be completely wrong, it probably favours fat loss more than it favours muscle growth it will probably put you in a skinny fat physique faster than it'll put you in a shredded yeah. muscular physique. Now I see where you're coming from because if you know why people become skinny fat, then that makes sense because let's have a look at it. If you lose muscle, your metabolism inevitably is slower. You're going to burn less calories. You're going to be more efficient. Yeah. Greater you're going endurance. To be more efficient. So you have yeah. to do more and more and more to burn more and more calories to get into that deficit. Um, and actually, you might already be in a calorie deficit and you've been in a calorie deficit for too long. A lot of people and CrossFit do CrossFit is very good at drilling in a calorie you further deficit. into a deficit, yeah. yeah, which is even harder to get out of, which makes you skinny fat because you lose your muscle and you hold on to body fat. So I see what you're saying there. Yeah, it, it can have that effect. So you do see a lot of average CrossFitters that don't necessarily dial in on recovery and nutrition. Yeah. Um, but I think if you, if you did, I think your body can, mm. I, I think it has enough of the elements to definitely progress a body. I, I, um, yeah. I know physically, I know it absolutely can. Yeah. But if you're treating it as a form of calorie burn and fat loss, but it's got a strength component, mm. but you're not fueling, as you say, the recovery yeah. with adequate calories, 
you're not kind of as you said like digging yourself into a hole where yeah. you're not getting the matt fraser look or the rich yeah, yeah, yeah. look you'd want these guys are jacked because they're eating enough calories to support their performance goal yeah you're using it as a means to be in a calorie deficit exactly. now all of a sudden you're losing fat and muscle and probably not progressing yeah as the, much as you would like as well, but then like, you enjoy it so i'm not i'm not taking that and, and the other thing you've got to think about is if rich froning or matt fraser did bodybuilding they would they wouldn't look that much different they would because genetically they were going to look like that they're anyway good, they're, in, yeah. they're, they're they're very athletic people genetically and they're they're a um a mesomorph is that the right one uh mesomorph so they're based they're yeah they can go either so way they can go yeah. either way they can either lose weight put on weight very easily um and i think though to do bodybuilding yes they may look a little bit more um even they might look a little bit more chiseled they might have these small benefits from bodybuilding and if they're to do powerlifting they'll probably be bloody strong because genetically they are just they are just genetically gifted athletically they know how to so instruct their body exactly. to do work right so yeah. Yeah. it's not crossfit that's made them like that necessarily so people look and go well if i do crossfit i'll look like dan bailey matt fraser or rich froning whereas actually no they they were born that way that's the body they're in um and they just happen to be quite gifted and they're doing something that Hence is the reason they're one of the best in the world exactly. at doing this thing yeah you know, and the then, cream and rises to the top in terms of evolution, right? These yeah. guys have just got the right anatomy, the right, yeah. you know, the right musculature, the, the right you know, metabol metabolism. They've got the right construct. That's why, yeah. you know, and the top NFL players are the top NFL players. The basketball players are the top basketball yeah. players. The best soccer players are the best soccer players. Not because they just grinded it out. Yeah. That they started with a baseline of, of, of a gift. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I think, fitness is a gift yeah i think you can definitely build on it you can definitely go from not <clears throat> fit can, to fit you, if you, you want know, to be the fittest in the world yeah you've probably got to start with some benefit that's yeah. above everyone else exactly so there might be someone that is obese but they're just eating too much and then crossfit gets them to to move more and then it creates this culture that creates a healthier lifestyle with healthier habits and then they had that kind of almost like rich throning body underneath because they are they have the ability to to have that roundness and that shape whereas someone like me who's an ectomorph naturally skin, skinny limbs is going to struggle to to do crossfit and build this mass and and get as strong as they are at the top of their game i just i know genetically i'm not going to get there so i think recognizing it for what it is i think is is really important when what, it comes to crossfit what would you say are the the biggest takeaways or carryover that you've seen so far i don't know if i'm kind of phrasing in terms it right of for myself or for for you for, for you personally with the three or four months you've been i mean we, we talk about the experience mm -hmm. i think so far i've got that from you in spades which yeah. is you enjoy the experience the performance aerobic side of it you enjoy that yeah but from a what have you gained from it outside of the experience like whether it be aesthetically has your body changed has your performance changed in a way that's measurable and important to you as an individual like what are those carryovers whether it be technique or whatever it is that you can say you know what crossfit has given me uniquely has given me these two or three mm -hmm. things that i wouldn't have got if i hadn't started it four months ago so aesthetically i've not 
I haven't got any metrics. I haven't measured myself aesthetically recently. Um, I'm only measuring my strength and I know that my strength is going up. Okay. So CrossFit isn't being... It, it isn't it, detrimental. It, yeah, it's not detrimental because I am getting stronger. And okay. actually, I I say that it might not be the best uh, or, or the most supportive way to carry over and build strength for me, but it is certainly helping in its own right because okay. what it's doing is it's giving me more uh, volume and intensity than I would if I wasn't doing more it. More practice as well, right? More practice. Um, and it's forcing me to do other things that I wouldn't normally do. And that for me is probably one of the biggest takeaways. It's carrying over nicely to my other training. So things like handstand push-up. I couldn't do a handstand push-up before. And I never I never needed to and I never I never done yeah, it you'll just go and lift the bar above your head if you wanted exactly. to work your, I'd lift your shoulders the bar above my yeah. head so i could lift a bar above my head but i couldn't push my body weight off of the floor it's a completely different movement, and it's man. a completely it's different movement <laughs> yeah. and it's like oh and wow. you weigh you weigh you typically more than you're willing to, to yeah. press yeah but i yeah. know i can press overhead my body weight but then i can't press my body weight away from the floor so there's a bit of a realization going well, hang on here oh, this this is a different movement but it's just, it's a very similar movement um hitting a similar the same muscle group as pressing overhead so the carryover there is a carryover there so by increasing or being able to push my body away from the floor you've improved your press i've improved my press okay so but i wouldn't have done that without crossfit yeah so okay that's, that's cool it's things like that that's working nicely for me um things like what about, what about kipping um pull-ups are they are they helpful because uh, they, they look more momentum than strength then there's a lot of momentum but what i think for me the good thing about that is i've had to practice using my lats a lot more okay. because that you have to use your lats in order to get that that swing okay the, a lot of people use their hips to get that swing whereas that in a matter of fact it's your it's coming from your lats a lot of it is coming from your lats anyway um it's almost, like so, a, it's almost like a row. It's yeah, a bit of a row pull yeah, up. Yeah, you're kind of pulling through the back rather than trying to swing your body, if that Got makes it. sense. Yeah. Um, and I think little things like that is helping, but I, there's cert certain things that I do that I don't see any real carryover, but there's other things that I do see that has a lot of benefit and does carry over. Like I said, doing a handstand push-up. Um, there's other things like... Um, single leg work there's a lot of single leg work oh, there that? yeah so what like kind of pistol lunges? squats and lunges oh, they get you do pistol squats yeah 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 but and average joe's doing pistols yeah and i i used to hate doing pistol squats i just couldn't do them i didn't like They're them hard, never programmed them in but because i go crossfit i don't program it i go there i do it and then suddenly i'll get better is at everyone it. doing pistol squats there uh there's there's, or their progressions there's to progressions to, okay. to doing it so uh you can put a band basically around the uh squat rack you lower the the pegs on the squat rack put a band and around it offers a bit of back support does it uh, yeah and basically you you can sit on it sit back onto it ah, okay. as you do it um and that's what i had to start doing to begin with but then i've quite quickly managed to to be able to do the pistol squat but um, they are bloody hard they're, 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 it's, it's more a balanced challenge than yeah. anything because as you go down you kind of like sit into a sitting position and you just want to fall down yeah it's and somehow you got to keep your back from over not over flexing because it, it just uh, rounds doesn't it yeah but that's down. fine like because you're unloaded because you haven't got bar on your back actually okay that's round. another thing yeah that, okay. that, that i realize okay there's certain movements that are just different um 
because we are we're supposed to flex the spine and some uh flexion training is good so um having that in my training which i wouldn't normally do or, or I, I i do program it in it but was not, never a priority as, but now yeah, it just it happens because they tell you much. to do it yeah. exactly now i'm doing it more yeah again there's some carryover to um my other training okay. there's um it, so basically what i'm trying to say is my takeaway what i get from crossfit is the variety of movements and exercises that challenge me that i wouldn't otherwise do. program into you though so now these could be these could be plateau breakers they could yeah. be they could be unilateral strengtheners that help then support your squat for yeah. example they could be you know the kipping pull-ups could just get you more engaged with the standard pull-ups so yeah. when you are muscling up yeah you're doing it with perhaps a little bit of form yeah those kind of things and then i and guess it, you're doing a lot of bar work as well so a there's a lot of practice work. with the barbell right yeah increased mobility as well i mean um or increased range in certain joints that okay. i've noticed so uh the snatch i could never squat overhead I couldn't hold I don't the barbell. Think, I don't think I down. can at the moment. Yeah, I don't I'm, think I've tried enough. But well, that's once that's or a, twice, and it seems it's pretty funky. difficult, right? And you, you realize yeah. that that is one of the most demanding exercises on, yeah, the, imagine, on range of motion. Yeah. You need ankle range of motion, hip, um, and shoulder. shoulder, and you've got to be balanced all right around. Balanced, and you've got yeah. to be really upright. Yeah, which is got, hard in exactly. a squat to do. That. And you've got to be able to shift your knees forwards as you go down. So all these things I had to work on in order to be able to get under the bar. Now I can. And again, it's can you actually do overhead squats yeah. or is it just the snatch? Yeah, I, I can do the snatch. Um, I can only get up to about 40 kilograms doing it at the moment, which isn't, isn't. Have you actually tried? Great have means, you ever, do they do overhead but, squats? Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. So, so what I would do is on Wednesday, I would do the typical session, which I explained earlier, but on the Sunday they run a weightlifting, um, I don't know if they do it all day or just that session. Like technique session or? Yeah, so it's just focused on one lift. So it might be the snatch, it might be the clean. Um, and you'll spend the whole session running through and breaking down that lift. So if you're doing, let's say, the, the snatch, the first thing you might do is snatch deadlifts and you might do it for uh, five sets of three reps. Then you might move into um, overhead squat with the bar. And you might again might do that for five sets of let's just say three reps for argument's sake. Then the next one might be um, overhead pressing, or it might be the snatch, but hanging from your knees. Yeah. Um, so like a hang snatch, and then at the end they'll combine all of those together, and you do the full snatch. So you're kind of, kind of breaking cool. down the movement, and they've got time because they're not doing a, a wad; they're yeah. just doing a. That's it. You just spend the hour doing that one lift. You break okay. that lift down, and then at the end of the session, you go into the full lift and you just ramp up your weight um, to you know that 80, cool. 85 percent. I love coaching, it. Right? I absolutely love that. I love the Sunday sessions doing just Olympic lifting. Um, and what about power? Is is are you have you got enough power to do these lifts? Yeah, I, I think. Because I, you know, I struggle with power. Because you struggle with power. I'm, you... I'm quite a slow mover when it comes. I, you know, I struggle with multi-joint explosiveness. Yeah, but I can get explosiveness in one direction, but trying to do that in multiple joints mm. in a dynamic movement, I don't know. I just haven't had enough practice. I'm, yeah, I'm very stuck in stuck in my ways of you know grinding it out, repping yeah. it out. But when it comes to yeah. whenever we try to do like you know. Box jumps and cleans. Oh, no, and... Box jumps are okay. I seem to be fine with the kind of vertical jump, but it's more the barbell power movements, right? Mm -hmm. You know, trying to do 
the cleans, trying to do the snatches. I just find that I'm I'm not moving fast enough. Everything's just too slow. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Even yeah, with yeah. low weight, it's just all too slow. How, and, and how have you, you found you, that for you, you? you? The way you move, you muscle a lot of the Muscle movements. it up as yeah. opposed to get under the bar. I'm, I'm bringing the yeah. bar to my chest. Well, I, I've always... Yeah. I find naturally that comes to me when it comes to like power movements. Okay. I find Olympic lifting to me just works, right. but it always has. Like I just naturally liked doing quicker, more explosive movements. And I've never been quite as good at doing slow Raw strength. Kind of strength yeah, stuff. I do it. I love it, but I'm not necessarily. You like a little bit of momentum at it, in your movement. A bit of momentum, yeah. um, which, which just comes naturally to me. And I always do best in that. I think there's some kind of um, muscle fiber difference, right? Yeah. There's got to be some, you know, Type additional fast, fast, the... switch, the fast switch going fast on switch. in you. <laughs> fast switch. It probably is that, yeah. right? You probably are g genetically built with more fast switch fibers than I have. I'm more kind of grind out muscle fibers that just don't seem yeah, to move fast. I mean, but part of it is practice for sure. I know I can yeah. improve on technique, but I just don't feel that I've got it in me to be fast enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't. It doesn't come naturally to you. I, I, I think. I mean, if you look at different individuals, you look at someone that's a big guy. Let's say Eddie Hall, okay, um, who's who was the world's strongest man. Mm -hmm. Of course, he's going to be world's strongest man. Look at him. Like, I'm not going to be the world's strongest man, yeah. but I might be pretty powerful, pretty quick, and be able to use technique and and get under that bar um, if I'm doing like a clean or a snatch. Whereas someone like Eddie Hall, yeah. let's say he's he's a big guy, he's not going to be quick. He probably couldn't he's, move the bar as fast he as he couldn't you, move you the bar can. as fast. Well, look at some of these Chinese um, powerlifters or no, no, weightlifters. Yeah, you know they're, they're, they're relatively skinny, light body weight. Yeah, and they're chucking like I don't know, 150k oh, snatches. Yeah, like how the fuck? Yeah, like they're snatching as much as I'm deadlifting. I know. <laughs> and they and they and they, I love there's an Instagram called Hook Grip. Yeah, I, don't know if I, you, I know the one. Yeah, you follow that one, and they slow it down um, to the point where you can see the bar bending when they're ripping it off the floor, it is and you can see the control they have, and it's just. I mean, scary, Olympic scary lifters. thinking about lifting that kind of weight over my yeah. head. Yeah, and I just think, how is that humanly possible to get like? that weight above your head and then to squat down hold control and get up and then get up out of it and i just think <laughs> that is just unreal it is insane. so and then that part of crossfit i really enjoy like the weightlifting side the um, olympic lifting and i again it's something i didn't do before um and i think that actually is what a lot of people fall in love with crossfit yeah um, it's that dynamic yeah and, and and athletic movement exactly and there's always something to work on as you know with the squat and the deadlift yeah i'm doing easy as stuff as and it's still complicated yeah and then yeah. if you start throwing in a, a quick movement like a snatch or a clean you, you there's so many things that you can work on technique wise mobility strength so it, it it's fulfilling because you're always progressing at something and it just feels better because each week you hit a PB, or it just feels better. It mm -hmm. looks better. Um, but what I, about what about injury risk? I mean, look, yeah, Olympic naturally. Olympic lifting, or just any any heavy barbell lifting done with incorrect form is injury prone, right? I know that I, I injure myself, and I, I feel I'm relatively dialed into my technique. Yeah, uh, but when you're doing it for time, uh, you're am wrapping it. Yeah, and you're doing you know what just standard kind of compound lift barbell work, or worse still, you're doing really dynamic yeah. Olympic lifts. 
for the average Joe, is is that wise for for the average person to be doing these complicated movements? Not, re- I don't think it's the best okay. model for group training. That's the downside to CrossFit, and I think there's that's where it gets a lot of it, criticism from is the the fact that they're doing complex barbell work. The hardest, in a most group complex setting. work you can do with weight. Yeah. If you're yeah. if you're at the top of your game and you're a competitor and you're an athlete um, at the CrossFit Games and you have a team around you and you're doing as many reps as you can, you're going to be okay. Okay, there are injuries, but any sport there's injuries because yeah, it's course. it's that end of the spectrum. But the the fact that they've got a team and they they know how to move, they move well, um, they're strong, and they know their limitations. But for the average Joe, they don't move well. They don't know their limitations. Um, and a lot of these movements are quick movements. And then they're encouraging um, they're encouraging competition within your your team, mm. which means that you... And, you might not be, and you're not set up from a mobility, strength, yeah. function, form perspective to be yeah. in this competitive state. You need to practice the movement a couple of thousand times before you start... Putting weight working on. against someone else exactly yeah and, but, you... but it does drive that even if it's just within a session there's a sense yeah. of some some sense of competition i guess yeah oh mass so I, I see it all the time so you'll see people putting on weight before they can handle the weight on the right. bar and then they go to do a snatch and a clean and technique yeah you can just go oh the the back's gonna go in a minute or you know and and i just think but then i think that's the coaches the coach's job the that runs a crossfit box it's not to contain people to contain people and keep them at their level and and help them progress in a way that they should progress at a rate they should be progressing at because um it's, it's down to the coach and the way they coach people at the end of the day but it is pretty hard to contain that when you're doing it in a group setting. Mm. How can you give everyone the attention you need to when you've got, you know, five to 10 people in the room doing a complex movement? Ideally, if you're doing something like a snatch or a clean or even a deadlift and a squat, sometimes you just need to be one-on-one with that person, maybe two-on-one, but one-on-one is where you can really help that person, program for that person and individualize it. Well, I just know how... uh how much help my wife needs michelle needs yeah on developing her squat and she you know i don't think she'd be offended in me saying that I, I really don't don't think she would be ready for that kind of mm. demand and train on, on her because i know i know her weaknesses i know yeah. where she's tight i know where she's got lack of range i know where she feels vulnerable in terms of movement yeah and um and that's just with basic i say basic squats a complicated movement but it's yeah. just with a squat that i can see all these breakdowns when you yeah, start yeah. bringing in extra movements within that squat and doing funky stuff dynamic yeah. I, I could just see that that's a breaker it it's would, it would break her and i think it would probably injury i think she would fall out of it before it hurts her i think yeah. she would go this ain't fun anymore because i can't do it yeah yeah, and I, I suppose you must have some dropout in CrossFit where people just feel like my body's not ready to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, I think you've got to be careful as a coach for that competency of the individual. So if if they are progressing too quickly and they get injured or they just can't do it, then if they're trying to progress too quickly, they feel incompetent and they don't feel like they're any good. Because mm. actually, if you, just, if you do something that's achievable and take baby steps, you will see progress. Um... And it will be progress that is not injuring you and it feels good. 
but then when and it's you, and it's valuable as well, right? Progress is yeah. progress, but trying to you might, be the same as someone who's just structurally more able, yeah, who's got better range, who's always been strong their whole life, yeah. that can tap into an, an an innate athleticism day one, and you don't have that, and you want to get to his standard ASAP, yeah. Well, it might take you two years to get there, yeah. But in the moment, you want to be there now, yeah. And 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 you see it, so you see people jump the weight up, and and it and they're not improving on the movement they're just getting stronger but it's not necessarily like i say the movement's not improving so although they're getting stronger they're only gonna get stronger to a point because nothing else is improving apart from just their strength and they're either gonna hit a point where they get injured or they just plateau and they go why am i not getting any better but that's, you know, it might be that you need to improve your ankle mobility. You might need to improve your shoulder range. Or... Maybe you need a couple of mental cues that you yeah, can't, haven't, might... got, haven't got ingrained yet. Yeah, movement pattern, yeah. all these things. There's things that <clears throat> we all need to work on. And we sometimes in a group setting, there's no one there to kind of guide you and work on that with you so that you're just going to feel incompetent because you get to a point where it doesn't feel good. You get injured and you're not making the progress you want to make. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's the, it's, it's almost a recipe for injury. I would say mm. it's, it's for the average Joe. Cause you know I, how to train, I, I, I so suspect, bad. and I could be wrong, but I suspect on average, it's a slightly older clientele to say your average gym. Yeah. Because gyms can intake from 16, 17, um, and they can be relatively cheap these days. Yeah. Whereas, you know, see a lot of 20, 30 year olds, maybe you do get some people as well that are in their 30s, 40s, and what are you 50s talking about in CrossFit? In, but I would assume but that a, it's, it's just that the age bracket isn't, I mean, we're not talking about OAPs, but I suspect because it, it's an yes, affordability issue, it's yeah. expensive. Yeah. Um, and you, you need, get, and, and, and you need to wake up early and you yeah. need to organize your life around it that you kind of probably see the yeah. mid 20s onwards and probably lots of 30s yeah that's that, that yeah, yeah right? that's fair to say because i think i don't think i've seen anyone that's probably under the age of 20 where i go now i know i don't go to all the sessions but um i've not seen anyone that's under the. i would say the average ages for the one you go to i would probably say 25 to 30 okay i would say but you, like i said you do get the odd person that's a bit older and um, the, re the reason i talk about age is like obviously i know right the older you get the more kind of more the chronic abuse on your body kind of starts to show itself mostly yeah. through lack of range of motion yeah technique is something you've not developed or worked on yeah so like your kind of body's a bit twisted out of shape already mm -hmm. um you probably need you know a year of you know progressive rehabilitation to get your body back to full yeah. function yeah i know i needed to i've spent the last you know nine on two years strength training but the reality is it's been a say course of rehabil rehabilitation to yeah. take my body back to where it should have been because yeah, i yeah. fucked it up for 30 years of my life, right? Just by sitting down and doing all the things I do. Yeah. So I suspect when people enter into this at 25, 30, 35, you know, they're dealing with some chronic shit that they've kind of, they've, they've caused upon themselves. Yeah. And now we're throwing really complicated, extreme dynamic movement on their frames where yeah. they probably needed to go slow. Anyway, I, 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 well, I, I anticipated what you would have said, not because I'm being judgmental. I just, I know my body. Yeah. And I know the older it gets, the harder it is to perform well yeah. without a really slow, progressive, deliberate path towards getting that 
body and yeah. a mind ready to do the work. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's that's just the downside of, of CrossFit. Um, where I run my group sessions, um, so I do boot camp, it's there's no I don't touch a barbell with my clients. They will just do things like sprints and press ups and bodyweight squats and wall ball throw like they'll throw a ball and things like that but it's not stuff that's really complex or really heavy and dynamic so it means that there's just i just think that model works better for group setting um because you can take a lower uh, a lower um fitness level and a lower skill level into that with with less um i don't know it's it's more all-inclusive yeah you know irrespective of competency someone can either get a better or worse session but no one's going to break themselves no generally yeah exactly yeah. so yeah i think in in that respect crossfit has its downside but then it, like i said earlier it has its upsides and... last question for for crossfit then um yeah i know you and your wife lisa go yeah. to crossfit um you did mention that lisa's a little bit more all in than you are mm-hmm. took me through why you think that might be and is she getting more out of it than you and if so what is she getting out of it that perhaps you're not? Yeah, I, I think for Lisa, it, it just ticks more boxes for her than it does for me. Um, so it's things like she she just likes turning up, not really planning and having to think about her training too much. She just likes turning up um, and doing the workout, done, go home, job done. Um, but then she also likes the fact that she can go in and do strength training she loves like using a barbell so um she likes doing deadlifts and squats but she also enjoys doing the more complex movements like the snatch and the clean etc um and then also after that she loves the fact that she's getting a really intense hard workout with Mm. the metcon at the end um that just that just ticks all of her boxes so she's getting a good balance between all of it um and silly things like the classes the availability to train like you can train first thing in the morning or last thing at night or in at lunchtime and she just loves that flexibility there's always people there so there's always a community uh, there's always a team there's always someone to talk to and, and have a bit of accountability with as well yeah um accountability well i find again without trying to be uh sexist uh, there's some kind of general general um differences that are absolutely um, not universal, but general, yeah. uh, hence the word general, differences between men and women's um, physiology. And what they say is that women are typically better suited to metabolic work. Mm-hmm. They can do higher rep work with less fatigue than guys. Yeah, um, Women typically prefer class-based activity more than guys. And I think the world has confirmed that just by how much class-based activity women go to versus yeah. guys. So I don't think that's purely marketing. I think that is the reality of the female body has a tendency to support, you know, a communal, community-based approach to training yeah. versus the isolated earphones on, you know, not speak to anyone, guy-type training Well, you see style. that a lot more, don't you? If you go yeah. to a, 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 a spit and sawdust type of gym, you go in there, you're going to see a load of bloke with the headphones on grinding out the weights. You won't but see you many women. See as some much. women do, do go, but I mean, I think they're more edge case than they are the yeah. general. So then there's a class. And then I also think um, generally speaking, and again, lots of people that would say, I'm not like this, but many women uh, enjoy the 
external accountability that yeah. comes with a class-based activity. Yeah, they're taking care of my pro- that what it is I'm going to do. They're going to tell me what to do. They're going to drive me to do more when I by myself probably would stop. Um, and then I've got the kind of community kind of encouragement. So I think for for the general emotional and physiological state of women differences i think it probably you know anything that's class-based perhaps slightly more metabolic conditioning than it is raw strength work with good external accountability enjoyment music energy yeah enthusiasm kind of creates the energy fills that psychic bucket gives them the kind of like Women typically like prefer to sweat more than guys as well. Yeah, like yeah. in a workout, they like they to feel that intensity yeah. of the workout. They like to feel like they've been worked pretty hard. Exactly. I'd get Michelle into the gym, and if I left left her to her own devices, she comes out and saying, "I prefer going to going to my classes because at yeah. least then I feel like I've really worked." Yeah, Lisa says that she goes. I don't feel she trains with me, and I'm doing strength training. It's low reps. I love the feeling. Whereas Lisa's like, I don't feel like I've, I'm work, like, I've worked yeah, enough. Like, I haven't you, burnt enough calories. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. And it's like you, you. Although it's hard at the time when you're lifting the weight because it's heavy, it subsides quickly. And it's strength based, but it's the yeah, it's that feeling of and you're not drenched. Endorphins and you're not you drenched when you're doing shrimp training. You no, know, for you know four reps and resting for three minutes, it exactly. feels wasteful. Yeah. Whereas like for an hour when you're doing something like that, you're working for an hour full stop. Yeah. Like it, you're, you're, your heart's going fast. Look at like spinning. Like people exactly. love that because they just love the fact that they turn. Now, I'm up not saying guys don't enjoy that kind of stuff. Of course they do. Of course they do. But I'm saying as a kind of general, like yeah. if you had to put, if you had to put man in one camp, woman in another, you would kind of, I would, yeah. I would bet in that way that that's yeah, yeah. proportionally how it's going to be split. Yeah. And the funny thing is, you know, with Michelle is that she would say that about strength training because she was in a calorie deficit. She wasn't progressing her weight. She didn't have any, any external accountability. She was working in her own gym where there wasn't that kind of energy. There was no community spirit. Mm-hmm. And she was left to her own devices where she just wouldn't push herself hard enough. And she was resting for long periods of time that just felt wasteful. Yeah. Now I'm kind of do pseudo personal training her just because I wanted to help find Progress the passion her, uh, and get some towards a goal yeah she's on a in a calorie surplus surplus you know we've got the music cranking i'm there pushing her you know we're focused on her technique with you know we've doubled her squat weight and she's coming out of it going i am fucked i'm completely like she said it's a weird kind of fatigue like when i go to my spin or i go to my body pump like i feel tired but within half an hour I'm back to normal. Yeah, once heart rate's come but down. When you when you work really, really hard with like really heavy weight, you almost feel like exhausted for the rest of the day. Yeah. And she's like, it's a different kind of exhaustion where I'm kind of wiped out afterwards because it's taken everything from me mentally like your and muscles, physically. CNS, yeah, like it just takes So she, that now much she's more going, weight. actually, yeah. you know, this is that, you know, I could do, I could do spin and body pump all day fucking long. Mm. I, I have to take a day off after strength training. I can't yeah. do it again. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, there you go, babe. Like, yeah. there's there's more to it than you think, but you yeah. have to you have to put the right level of effort and conviction in. Yeah. Going back to Lisa though, is there is is it meeting her? So it's definitely meeting her psychic needs. Yeah. And it's meeting her organization needs, mm-hmm. both in terms of not having to yeah, program yeah. for herself Schedule and time and that, that stuff. Is it is it in support of her? physique goals and i'm not saying it isn't i'm asking mm-hmm. the question it do you think it's in support of where she wants to get to aesthetically um 
to be fair, she's Lisa's never really had aesthetic goals. She's she she wants to look better, but she's never Not really specific. had. Yeah, she's never ever really spoken about anything specific to me. Um, but she 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 loves seeing the numbers go up. She's quite a logical person. Okay. She likes she likes progress. She likes progress. Where she likes she can to measure see it. she's doing better. Okay. Yeah. So now she she can do a pull up and she can see the numbers going up on her squat and her bench press and her deadlift. She likes seeing that and just. Again, that's that's emotional Genuine. psychic fulfillment. Yeah, yeah. Again, from a physique betterment perspective, I mean, has she seen benefit or do you believe that what she wants, even though she's not been specific about it, is going to be achieved with this? I, she, I think it probably will be, but I'm just ask, I asking think whether you she, think it is. Because it's hard for, because we don't measure her aesthetically, it's hard to say because we see, I see her every day. Every she day, sees yeah. herself every day. Um, I know in the past, her friends have said to her, um, not necessarily when she's doing CrossFit, but when she started doing weight training and squats and things like that, they've said, oh, your bum looks like more lifted fuller, and yeah. yeah, fuller and firm. And, and um, apparently that's not a good thing to say to say <laughs> and uh but i i can yeah, see a, it as there's well. a difference between having yeah. a you know a perks bum and a big bum exactly yeah it's fine, a fine line, line, fine yeah. line. <laughs> yeah and um but I, I i can see it that you can just see that she has more muscle and yeah. therefore more shape and you can just see it in an individual and i think the crossfit is supporting that okay um and it's supporting and any kind of body body fat management yeah. goals that she has right because exactly. it's a big calorie sink yeah exactly and i think like for lisa the, the the biggest obstacle with with um crossfit and her aesthetic goals is actually her nutrition um she struggles getting enough protein she she's always working on it but because she's a vegetarian well part it's vegetarian hard, it's, 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 it's yeah. harder to get enough protein in um although she eats more protein now it's still just a bit of a battle that she has um but when when she gets better and builds that up then she'll probably see even more progress um but i don't think crossfit's taking her in the wrong direction i can definitely see it's taking her in the right direction in the right okay. so well, that's interesting yeah. that you say for you it's it, it there's some kind of incremental benefit but your pure aesthetic goals are probably not going to be fulfilled exclusively by crossfit yeah it's going to have to be CrossFit being a supplement to yeah. a traditional kind of strength or hypertrophy yeah. training regime. Whereas for Lisa, you think she could go all in on CrossFit, dial in her nutrition appropriately and continue to develop her physique in the direction she wants without anything else. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's really yeah. interesting, man. Because otherwise, I think the reason that is though is because... She hasn't got CrossFit, muscular goals per se. Yeah, and I think CrossFit just she is more consistent with CrossFit than anything else. Yes. So therefore she's hitting her muscles more and she is getting that strength training in, as well as all the aerobic and anaerobic and, and all that work around. Um, but she she's using her muscles, she's working her muscles more often than she would if she was to do just strength training or class-based training. Yeah. So I think for her, it's that sweet point and that balance that works for her. That. Yeah. So as long as her nutrition supports that, um, which is, she eats very well. Her nutrition's great, but it's just when she gets that protein right it. and it's optimizing yeah. that, then I think CrossFit will actually serve her very well, which it already is. So um, for Lisa, it's, it, it's, it's a perfect fit. For me, it's, there we go. And that's the reason bit, she goes more than you do. Exactly. Cool. I think we've covered it, man. Is there anything else on the on the CrossFit side that we 
haven't spoken about that you wanted to kind of leave us with or do you think we've we've nailed it no i think we've um we've covered everything but what i would say is it, give it a go and and see if it's right for you because it's not right for everyone um a lot of people a lot of people have an opinion on crossfit that haven't done crossfit so go along give it a go and make your own mind up and don't feel you have to go all in or all out because a lot of people do either do CrossFit and nothing else, or they do everything else and not CrossFit. Yeah, no CrossFit yeah. um, and I, it's actually quite rare that you see someone that's doing what I'm doing and a little bit of CrossFit. But I can imagine a little yeah. bit of, of um, sort of powerlifting as well. So yeah, that's well, the way I, I hope, approach it. Hopefully, Bryn, this episode has not you know it's not been a blatant CrossFit advertisement, but at the same time, it definitely hasn't been us just shitting all over CrossFit. Just being honest, I think there's there's a time and a place for it both in the support of your physique goals as Lisa's yeah. finding out or, or is on the journey to finding out. Yeah. Um, it is um, supportive towards making progress with your body. Mm-hmm. If you treat it that way, it absolutely can support fat loss. It supports getting excited and engaged in, in, in some form of exercise yeah. in a way which many other kind of solo based kind of training regimes don't do for people. Yeah. Um, and I think more than more than anything, it's a force for good, but it has its downsides. It's not the, the it's not the tool to solve all problems. It can't achieve all goals that you expect. Well, it's the way you can think. It about. is prone prone to increased injury. Um, it perhaps doesn't have the level of one to one engagement that people need to perfect the movements, the complex movements they're doing. But as long as you understand that, and as long as mm. you you don't go to CrossFit to be this jacked, shredded beast of a man and expect just by doing CrossFit you're going to achieve that, mm-hmm. um, or you know you go to CrossFit three times a week and you think you're going to be Matt Fraser and you just haven't got the g- genetic propensity to be there, as long as you've got that openness and you understand nutrition plays a good part, right? If you do CrossFit five times a week and you want to get better at it because you enjoy the performance aspect, but you're not eating enough calories, some point that equation doesn't serve you. At no. some point, you're going to stagnate and you probably start to fatigue yourself in yeah. ways that you don't want. So it's a tool. In, from what I'm hearing from you, it's a tool that has a lot of energy, enthusiasm, excitement, and uh, kind of global attraction. And I think if you can treat it as a tool and perhaps use it in conjunction with both nutrition and other forms of exercise in support of a specific goal, if you have one, I think there's a time and a place. But it's expensive as well, right? So you're probably not going to do CrossFit and a gym and a this because it adds up. I'd mm-hmm. say that would be my closing remark is they've been able to maintain a very high price point on CrossFit. And I assume for that reason, people don't do too many other things. Yeah, I think, yeah. But I think, um, and the thing is you can just do all CrossFit and it to, to tick all your boxes, depending on that person. Price-wise, I'd, I'd say sometimes if you get a box that's, the the membership is more expensive. It might be a better box. It might be because they've got better coaches there and better systems. But again, you can't do that and say three or four, but, other, you, know, you know, join two other gyms and stuff it gets to a point where you're monthly outgoing, you know, because you want diversity is probably too much. Mm. And I think CrossFit box 
uh, owners assume that if you're paying the 80 quid, 100 quid, 120 quid a month, usually that's your, that that's is your going to be your source of exercise. Yeah, that, that's usually, yeah, because I because I have a, a garage gym at home, that's why I can balance the two. Yes. Because I don't have to... But if you're spending 40 quid a month going to a gym as yeah. well, would you do that? Would you spend Not 120 quid a month? Because for me, I don't think that would... Well, uh, I, I would if I feel that's going to give me the value and the balance I need. Yeah. But I would probably make the decision to do one or the other if I needed to financially. Um, that is the only barrier that I'd find if you are to, to balance multi, CrossFit with other... Multidiscipline yeah. is just going to be challenged by cost. Yeah. Cool. Listen, man, thank you so much for exposing me and uh, the rest of the listenership to CrossFit. Appreciate no it, Bryn. And guys, Adapt Nation is all about providing you the tools and expert knowledge to help you improve and optimize your strength, health, and mindset inside and out. Thank you, guys. Cheers, guys. If you enjoy this show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps. And of course, recommend us to any friends or family who you think might also enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. This is Adapt Nation.